Every single person has some level of authority in their life. Whether you have a position of appointed or elected authority, or just one of your position in your circle of influence, your authority will be recognized by those around you if you bring one important quality. Jesus told us plainly what that quality is. It is one of the easiest qualities to develop, yet many leaders ignore its development in their own lives. Listen to learn what this missing quality is. The fine print says, Power, authority, and legitimacy form the framework of governance within a kingdom. Power allows the monarch to command, authority gives them the right to do so, and legitimacy earns them the consent of the governed. <clears throat> the office of the President of the United States is a position of authority. The person who holds that office has the authority to do many things that ordinary citizens are not able to do. For instance, none of us here will probably ever be invited to, to meet with the um, President of France or the King of England. However, our president can request such an audience and it will probably be granted. <clears throat> Fortunately, our system of government is such that the president is not allowed to run roughshod over the citizens so as to completely dominate every aspect of our lives. The feelings of many people today is that our current president, Mr. Biden, does not carry much authority outside what the office provides him. He is not viewed as a person of high integrity or moral character. Therefore, whatever respect the populace may give him is that mainly of the office that he holds. Any respect for the man must be earned by a quality of life that people recognize. I got into trouble one night on board ship when our division officer got mad at me. Well, he actually stayed mad at me. But anyway, when he got mad at me and he said, Hill, you have to respect me. I said, probably not the smartest thing I ever said, but I said, no, sir, I don't have to respect you. I have to respect the fact that you are an officer, but you must earn any respect for you as a person. Now, he wasn't intelligent enough to recognize the truth of what I said, and he wrote me up for punishment, and I was punished. That officer, though, had about the same mentality as the scribes of Jesus' day. They held a position of authority in the synagogue and among the religious leaders, but they did not have any personal authority or respect from the people. We read there in Mark chapter 1 and verse 22, And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. Now we know that for the most part, the people of that time did not have much education. But we can also see that even without that education, they were able to recognize the reality of true authority. 
They were astonished at his teaching. We were not, we're not told what Jesus taught, but we are told of the effect of the teaching had on the people. They had never heard anyone teach quite like this before. It's an interesting statement that Mark makes here. He said, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. The scribes of Jesus' day rarely taught boldly. They would mainly quote a variety of other rabbis as interpreters of the scripture and that's what they would teach. Jesus taught with boldness. He said things that had never been said before when he unpacked the true meaning of the laws of Moses. It's a mark of boldness to step outside the confines of accepted teaching practices and beliefs and bring something never heard before but is nonetheless true. I grew up with and in the ministry with the difficulty of being unwilling to bring something new that I was seeing in the scripture. And yet we would go to a meeting somewhere or a conference and the speaker would bring out what I had privately shared with my wife and I said, see, see, I didn't have the courage to proclaim what I was seeing until it was confirmed. But Jesus was able to teach with authority because he had authority which had been given him by the Father. In Luke chapter 4 beginning in verse 16 we read, And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed. <clears throat> he brought a divine message and was confident that it was from God. He wasn't quoting from man. He was quoting from God. This is commonly referred to as having the anointing. The anointing of God on a ministry gives it legitimacy that others, that does not need to be trumpeted. You don't have to shout about it and talk about it. I'm anointed of God. It's not necessary. People see it. It is a legitimacy which is seen as more than just being appointed or elected to a position of power. It doesn't need to be promoted by the one who possesses the power, as is so often the case these days. In order to be popular in this day and age, one must promote their ministry and let as many people as possible know about it. Jesus didn't do that. In fact, we know that he often told people to not talk about him. In Mark chapter 7 and verse 36 we read, And Jesus charged them to tell no one. But the more he charged them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. His popularity spread because he had an authority that people recognized as not being 
common with their ordinary religious leaders, and they told others about him. That is one of the reasons the Pharisees attacked Jesus so often. The people in the streets avoided the religious leaders rather than gather around to hear what they had to say. But these religious leaders, they also recognized the anointing that was on Jesus, and they couldn't allow that to upset the money train they had going. I've witnessed this many times over the years with various church leaders. Jesus taught with authority because he knew what he was talking about. You can't teach with authority if you aren't familiar with your material. This is one of the problems associated with our president. His speeches are written for him, which is nothing new. It's been done for ages through many presidents. However, the current president is not only unfamiliar with the things he talks about, he can't even keep up with the cue cards given for him to read. And people do not respect him as a person of authority. Jesus also taught with authority because he believed what he taught. When you believe what you teach, it comes through to your audience with authority. Now, whether you're in a conversation with someone, standing behind a podium and giving a public speech or whatever, when you believe what you're saying, it comes across with authority. For a teacher to believe what they teach, it is imperative that they have experience with whatever they are teaching. You've never heard me teach about nursing. I would leave that to Beth and to Gracie to talk about nursing. Not my bailiwick. I know a lot of stuff about the medical field, but not enough to try to teach anybody. Other than, yeah, your arm's cut off, you probably need a Band-Aid. Otherwise, when these teachers are asked a question, they will not be able to answer it satisfactorily. How often do we see that? I found that is one reason why many of our preachers today refuse to have questions put to them. Their authority is like that of the scribes we heard about. They only derived from their appointed office any authority that they have. They may sound intelligent and learned, but it doesn't take much to unmask who they really are. True authority comes from God and is earned by a quality of life that may be outside the ordinary. Each of you, within the sound of my voice at this time, probably has a position of authority with someone over something. You have authority in your family, authority in your organization, authority in society, whatever. You've got authority. Many of you don't recognize it, but you've got an authority. But is that authority something that is only because you have been elected or appointed to an office? Or is that authority something you earned 
by having graduated from the school of hard knocks in the arena of your authority? How do you exercise or display that authority? Jesus had something to say about how we are to use whatever authority we have been given for whatever reason. In Mark chapter 10 and verse 42, we read, And Jesus called them to him and said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. Jesus was talking about those who wield their authority as a club to force people to obey them. Now, there was a period in recent church history where this was the teaching and the practice. It was known as the discipleship or shepherding movement. The emphasis was placed on the necessity of your being under authority. I get requests almost daily from people in foreign countries asking me to cover them, to be their covering or authority. And of course, I refuse and reject it. It's not a scriptural concept. I'm not teaching on submission and authority in that way this morning. But what that is is not a scriptural concept. Interestingly, during that movement, the ones at the top weren't under authority, though they claimed to be held accountable by their peers. The church and Bible college I attended hired an associate pastor to bring in this particular teaching of discipleship and shepherding and to also implement a plan to make it happen there in the church and the school. One night he was at my house and said something about my apparent resistance to authoritative control over my life. I've had that happen to me recently in the presbytery. Someone had to make comment about my apparent resistance to control. Now I said to this associate pastor, Brother, you only have as much authority as I give you. I could see him bristle, but he had no response. What I read to you at the very first from the graphic was, you earn the legitimacy of your position of authority. Of course, it wasn't too long after that that I was removed from being an elder and kicked out of the church, but that's old news. Nowhere in the Bible can I find a statement of any kind which would lend itself to being contrary to what Jesus said here. No one is ever given the right or authority to demand obedience. No one. No husband over his wife. No mother over their children. You're not in a place, you're not given the right or authority to demand obedience. It's earned. In fact, Jesus gave a different perspective from those who started the shepherding movement. He said in Mark chapter 10 and verse 43, But it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant. I have yet to attend a leadership conference, and I've attended many, but I've yet to attend a leadership conference where the concept of service was emphasized and taught. Here's an interesting fact. The word leader shows up 23 times in the entire Bible. 
the word servant shows up 556 times. It doesn't take much of a guess to figure out what God desires or what Jesus taught about this. In Mark chapter 10 and verse 45, we read, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. This attitude of servant should permeate our entire being and lifestyle regardless of who you are or where you go. You carry the authority of the born-again believer. You carry the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ everywhere you go. By your manner, by your appearance, by your words, by how you treat people. I observe people at a restaurant who get upset when they are not served in the way they demand rather than look for ways to make it easier on the one who is serving your table. I've seen people get upset waiting in line at the grocery store when the person checking out is slowly counting out the exact change or has to put things back because they didn't have enough money. The one who set the example for us to follow would look for a way to serve in those situations. How can I make your life better in this moment? That is a factor which contributed to his being recognized as an authority during his time here on earth. Authority, true authority, comes from God, but is earned before the people. May we each look for ways to be of service at all times, in all situations, with all people. Even those who are paid to serve us need to be served with our kindness, our friendliness, our smile, whatever we can do to make this world and their world a better place. Amen.